Latrice. Here's your girl, Latrice K. Latrice Kabuya. I'm so happy you guys are here. Look, you see, look, this is trifling. Let me close that. Let me let me close that curtain. Okay, guys. Thank you for coming. Thank you for um, being here. You know, we are going to chat, have a good time. I have an amazing, amazing guest. So we're going to get right into it. But first, let me just say this. If you're not following me, I want to know why. Mm -hmm. Hello. So go to your gram, your Facebook, your Twitter, and I am at Etrice Kabuya. I need you to follow me because I got some good information for you. Plus, I'm just hilarious. So you, you want to do that. And then if you just want to be motivated on Mondays, I do a motivational Monday on the radio, as well as we put it in email form. So go to my website at www.latricekabuya.com. We all need to be motivated to get us through the week, right? That Monday is something is fierce. But we got it. We're going to get to it. So let's chat because, you know, we got to find out some insights. We got to do this whole girl chat thing. Now, I know you guys are like, well, what about me? Hey, we're here for it, right? We are so glad you're a part of our community. But, you know, when it gets down to the nitty gritty, as girls, we're going to talk real good. And sometimes you guys are like, that's too much information, but it'll be okay. So let me just tell you about my guest here today. So she actually attends, I'm currently the University of Missouri, and I'm okay with that, even though I'm K-State down, but you know what? It's okay, right? Because they're cousins. Um, she is studying convergence, television reporting, and political science. That That's a whole lot. So she's going to get into that and explain that to us. She is the creator of the Fit Brunette blog, which is wonderful. It will make you get your life right. I'm telling you. Um, she talks about everything from hair extensions to eating. And those recipes, I was, I, oh my gosh. When you go to her website, you're going to be there for a minute. Everything is so fun, so interesting. And there's no reason why you don't eat right. I, I was telling myself, okay, Therese, you this is your accountability right here because that's, I've lost weight. I've lost a lot of weight, but there's something about just making the right choices to put in your mouth makes a big difference and a different lifestyle. And so she definitely does that. And how many of you can say, oh, former Miss Missouri Teen USA? I mean, anybody? Exactly. That, that's on the list too for her. She's very passionate about promoting healthy relationships and self-respect um, for young girls. And so that's something that, you know, is dear to my heart. And her dream job would be to host her own healthy cooking show. And you know what, her future's bright. It won't surprise me that, that won't, that's going to happen real soon. So without further ado, Samantha Bowers. Well, Thank hello. you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you to be here. And hey, guys, just in case you don't know, follow her at, at Samantha Bowers, or you can go to thefitbrunette.com. Make sure you put the in front of fitbrunette.com. Make sure mm -hmm. she has some great information. So let's get into it. Let's get yeah. into the and everything. So first of all, who are you, Samantha? Well, I think you pretty much covered it. That intro was amazing. I wish I could just have you follow me around and do that intro everywhere. That would be nice. But yeah, so I'm studying convergence television reporting at the University of Missouri and with a minor in political science. And I'm actually a senior, so I will graduate in May. Yay, finally. Yay. After college, I hope to move to New York and pursue a career in journalism. I got to intern there this summer at The Knot, and it was just an incredible experience living in the city and being surrounded by so many empowering women who are successful in that field. So I learned a lot, and it taught me where I really want to go in my career. So tell me, so you were, you were there for the summer, and it was powerful women. Were you intimidated? I, I don't think I ever felt intimidated, more so uplifted. You know, the knot okay. was primarily run by women. We sat around and I would do social media posts about weddings and wedding dresses. And I would write articles for the knot and the bump and the nest and all of XO group is the 
company that owns all three of those brands. So I would write for them. And I think that my team specifically was the branded content team. And they were always very encouraging and they gave me positive feedback. They helped me improve as a writer and just as a person in general. So I really appreciated all of their guidance throughout the summer. Wow. So it was predominantly women. It was. And yeah. you know, you know, the stereotype is we can't get along. You know, we're catty. We're always in competition. What do you think um, allowed that there was a different environment that it doesn't sound like any of that went on, or at least that wasn't, um, you know, in your department. Yeah. So the not EXO group is very open. We work in a collaborative open workspace. So each team sits in their own little section, but the office is completely open. So there's two floors and we can look across the room and see everyone. So Mm -hmm. it's open so we can all turn around and chat. We would go get our coffee and talk in the morning before we started work. And it was more a friendship and a work environment that was very friendly and open than anything that was intimidating or competitive in any way. But how? How, how is that? Because let's just be honest, you know, you're a beautiful girl and, um, you know, you walk in the room and, you know, all eyes are on you. And, you know, depending on where you're at, you know, you have those girls that are hating, you know, that are side eyeing. So, so what was different about this? Because this sounds like a great company. You know, it sounds like very positive energy, positive environment. But what was that glue? What was that, um, I guess, core belief that um, did not allow the negativity, that did not allow the competition? You know, was it just everyone was so whole, you know, and confident in who they were that it, there was never, uh, um, you know, no jealousy, you know, what was that? I definitely think you bring up a good point. And especially for me coming in as an intern, you know, that's the most basic entry level position that you can enter a company at. So if there was some sort of going into it, I was wondering, you know, will they like me? Will they think that I'm producing good work? And in the end, I think it comes down to the individual. So I had to look into myself and my values and think, you know, I'm going to do the best that I can at this internship. I'm going to try to create relationships with my coworkers that are positive. I'm going to keep a positive attitude and accept constructive criticism. I think that's so big in anything that you do. I always think that asking for critiques can never hurt. And in the end, that feedback is either going to go in one ear, not the other, if it's negative and not constructive, or it's going to be taken in and absorbed like a sponge and you're going to use it to better yourself. So that's really how I approached the internship experience as a whole. I wanted to improve my skills as a journalist, as well as make relationships at that company, because it's one that I would love to work for in the future. Yes, definitely. So why did you choose to do media and, and, you know, television? What, what was that? What, Did you always know that this is what you were going to do? Yeah, no, I didn't actually. You know, a lot of people, when they go into television or broadcast or anything like that, they say, I grew up wanting to be a news anchor. And that's not the case for me. I was actually pretty shy growing up and I grew up playing sports. I played basketball, volleyball and soccer throughout middle school and high school. And then I started getting into modeling and I approached my mom and I said, mom, I want to do a pageant. And she was just blown away. She was like, you want to do a pageant? You've always been such a tomboy because I was so into basketball. I played competitively for seven years. And so for me to completely flip that switch and say, I want to put on a pair of high heels and walk across the gown and speak on these current events and study interview questions and everything like that was just completely out of character for me. But it was a decision that completely changed my life. And I will say that entering pageants was what developed my public speaking skills, helped me in interview settings, and it really sparked my interest in broadcast media because I realized that if I were to get involved in television and in the media world, I would be given a platform to where I could express the things that I'm passionate about and tell the stories of people who may not see their values and opinions expressed in traditional news outlets and share those with the world. I think that journalism is such a powerful industry and we're given such an opportunity to tell the stories 
of every individual. And I think that everyone has a story to tell and it's my job to tell it. So initially pageants are what got me interested. But once I started studying it, I found that journalism is so much more than what meets the surface. And that's really when I fell in love with it. Wow, that is awesome. And you you touched on pageants because, you know, sometimes when you talk about pageants, you have a, there's a negative um, like undertone, right? And I know there's been some changes with this last pageant and we'll get into that later on in the segment. But tell me, you said that you told mom, hey, I want to do this. What what attracted you? What was that thing in a pageant? Because at that time, I'm sure there was the swimsuit and all of that, you know. So tell me about that journey. So it's interesting because my mom actually did pageants when she was younger. So she had asked if I wanted to do one. And I can remember, actually, she was watching Miss Teen USA on TV. And I walked in the room and she was like, do you want to watch Miss Teen USA with me? And I was like, no, not at all. <laughs> and little did I know I would be stepping on stage competing in Miss Teen USA about four years later. So it just completely comes full circle. And that's just a funny story that I still think of today. Wow. But initially what attracted me to pageants was the community service aspect that was involved okay. with it. So like I said, I got involved with modeling and that was just runway. You're just a hanger walking on the stage or in a photo shoot and you don't really get the opportunity to speak your voice or advocate for issues that you're passionate about. And so I saw pageants as a way to combine both of them. So that's initially what drew me to the pageants. And yes, there have been several changes recently, especially with the Miss America organization. They got rid of the swimsuit competition. And in years past, the Miss Teen USA competition actually switched to activewear as opposed to swimsuit. When I competed in 2014, it was still a swimsuit. But then two years later, they switched it to activewear, which I think that the activewear is a good change. I think that okay. that is promoting a healthy lifestyle for teen girls. The Miss Teen USA competition is ages 14 to, I believe, 17 or 18 is the cutoff. So I think that, you know, a 14-year-old girl should be an activewear on stage. I think that that's definitely appropriate. But as far as the Miss America organization goes, I think that the swimsuit competition, honestly, I think it should have stayed. Okay. Nothing. I don't really see anything degrading about the swimsuit competition. Okay of the way that we're framing it as a healthy lifestyle you know yeah. preparing for the swimsuit competition takes so much hard work and dedication and you really learn so much about yourself and your work ethic and your values and how you manage your time preparing okay. for that competition so for the Miss America organization to take that away I think it's giving the girls less of an opportunity to let that confidence shine on stage and let their hard work yeah. show wow I've never thought of it like that you yeah. know, because all I thought of it was the visual aspect of it, which I didn't have a problem either because I would be watching like, wow, she didn't have no French fries for about a whole, <laughs> you know, that's, I'm like, she's hungry. You know, that's how I looked at it. Hangry, hangry. Exactly, hangry, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, you bring a whole nother level of, of thought to it. And um, that's interesting. And I think at that age, it is appropriate because I think it's 19 to whatever. And so we wear swimsuits on the beach at swimming pool. So I, I don't see where it would be degrading. But yes, I was very surprised when they pulled that. And I'm sure a lot of it has to do with all this Me Too movement and just all mm -hmm. those different factors in it. And I think sometimes we may go overboard in some things, right? Um, to be quite honest, and I know, please, no, no letters, no letters. That's just my opinion. Insights with Latrice. This is what it is about <laughs> insight. This is my insight. Um, I think that, um, but I will say this, as much as I love to see someone that is, you know, thinner in a swimsuit, I love to see those thick women too. You know, I just think anyone who is confident enough can can put on a swimsuit and rock it, right? Exactly. And that's where it's shifted. You know, we've become more accepting of different body types. You know, yes. healthy looks different on everybody. And the swimsuit competition truly appreciates that. Whether you're five foot ten and stick thin or a little bit shorter and a little bit heavier, yeah. if you can rock that confidence, then that's what's going to shine through on stage. And that's what's going to win over the judges. It's not your necessarily physical fitness level it's how you carry yourself and it's that confidence that shines from the inside out that yes. truly exemplifies healthy 
And I think that's so important because to me, confidence is tangible. You can see it. You may not understand what you're looking at when you see a woman because there's been so many incidents in my life where people can't really read what that is about me, but it's it's nothing but confidence. You know, whether I am the 300 pounds that I was telling you about last night, you know, or whether I'm 220 trying to get to my weight. And I, you know, I used to say when people would be like, how, how much do you weigh? I weigh none of your business. I weigh my weight. You know, I would say things. And then I'm like, no, it is what it is. And I'm good with it because I'm healthy and I'm getting healthier and making right choices. You know, not all the right choices, but I've definitely made some, some stride. And I think that's what is so important, you know, and we all are different body shapes. And I'm glad that, you know, people are, accepting of everybody, you know, of every type of body, you know, because even at my thinnest, I'm never going to be a stick figure, you know, all these hips and this butt back here following me, it's never going to happen. But if I can be my healthiest, I can be my best me. Absolutely. And healthy, to me, the word healthy encompasses so much more than just eating right and exercising. It encompasses, you know, healthy relationships, making those healthy yes. choices and exercising. Yes, yes, but also a healthy mind and a healthy relationship with not only yourself, but others as well. So having that positive mindset and that self-care aspect yes. is definitely a component of the word healthy and what it means to be truly healthy. Absolutely. And I know you talked, um, we talked last night and you were mentioning how um, important, you know, talking to the youth girls about healthy relationships, right? And I, I just want to kind of elaborate on that because we need to really rescue our girls because for whatever reason, I, you know, the, how, the home is broken now, the family unit, unit is not like it used to be. And so they don't necessarily always see what a healthy relationship is like. And I know that is a passion of yours. So talk to me about that. Absolutely. And we mentioned the Me Too movement earlier. And, you know, it starts by building that foundation with our young girls. We need to be instilling in them from a very young age the importance of self-respect and that they know that they deserve to be treated with that respect. So one in three girls from the ages 13 to 17 will experience some form of dating violence that encompasses verbal, emotional, physical, and sexual abuse. And one in four boys will experience that as well. So it's much more common than people realize. This is happening to young kids. So middle school, high school, and it's occurring and parents and teachers may not even be aware of the warning signs or the symptoms. And it's super easy for these kids to cover up and only 33% will ever tell anyone. So it's a topic that I've worked to shine a light on. And I, it's an experience that I went through myself. It was never a physically abusive relationship, but it was definitely verbal and emotional. And one positive thing that did come out of that is I'm now able to identify the warning signs and the symptoms of an unhealthy relationship between a young couple. And I'm able to spread awareness about the importance of intervening at an early stage. Wow. And that is so amazing. You know, a lot of times we don't know why we go through things and it's hurtful and it's painful, but as long, once we get on to the other side, um, you know, and making it your business, to now serve other people, you know, to bring them on to the other side, meaning educate these girls, help them, support them, teach them, love them through, yes. you know, and that is so important that you now use that platform for such, you know, for that. And I know that you had mentioned to me that there's a bill that was passed. And so talk to me about that, because that's powerful for me. Yes, absolutely. So one thing that I think that we can do better of as a state, even as a country, is awareness of this. That's ultimately where we need to start is education and awareness. So I reached out to my state representative, Donna Fouch, about filing a bill that would designate the month of February as Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month in Missouri, just as a way to start promoting efforts to reduce the number of cases that we're seeing 
and it was able to be passed. I went to the Capitol and I testified in front of the House and Tourism and Trade Committee and it passed unanimously. Wow. So that happened about wow. two years ago. So it's, yeah, it was very exciting. So now the month of February, it aligns with the federal month is Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month in Missouri. So it's a great step in the right direction towards yeah. completely reducing this, the number of cases that we're seeing. And educating the community and, and yes. partnering with local law enforcement churches, you know, and having those, um, those town hall meetings and all that. So tell me why education, educating communities, how is that going to help prevent this, um, this evil epidemic that is really on the rise? As I was studying it out, I, um, there was only one article that said it was decreasing, but all the other articles supported it was increasing. And the reason being that youth are dating so much younger now. Yes. And yeah. so, yeah. So I was really shocked at that one article that said it was decreasing. I was like, what country world do you live in? Where is that coming from? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. When you talk about teens dating at a younger age, I completely attribute that to the rise of social media. I think that younger kids are getting online. They're seeing these celebrity couples that are in relationships and they want to be like them. They're exposed to this constant inflow of how they should be and how they should act at that age, even though they may not be as old as these celebrities, they look up to them and they want to emulate that lifestyle into their own. And I think that can be attributed to that. Like you said, I think education and awareness is the most important thing. And I think that educating parents and students is important. So parents, it's important that you are aware that this is an issue and that you're talking to your child, making sure that they are okay. And if you, that you're aware that they're in a relationship. I know a lot of times some parents may not even be aware that their child is dating someone. And I think that as a parent, it's important that you just check in with them, see how they're doing, monitor their behavior. If they start acting depressed or anxious or they lose interest in other activities all of a sudden, if they're fearful of doing things because they might upset their partner, those are warning signs that you as a parent need to be watching out for. But also I think just bringing this topic into the public is going to benefit the kids. So if this is something that's easily spoken about, then they're going to be more likely to come forward and confide in a parent or in a friend or in an adult. But right now it's a topic that not a lot of people are comfortable talking about. And so these kids don't feel comfortable talking about it either. So I've seen it as my job to be the voice and bring it out into the public and say, this is happening. And if it's happening to you, you need to do something about it. I'll never forget. I was actually at a Springfield Cardinals game and I was throwing out the first pitch and there was an elderly man there that was driving the car that I rode out in and he had brought his grandson and his grandson was in third grade and he asked me what my platform was. So what the cause that I advocated for as a title holder was. And I said, healthy relationships in kids your age. And he said, that's a good topic. And I said, does that happen? Do you see it happen a lot? And he said, oh yeah, all the time. And to hear that from a third grade wow. boy was just wow. to me that he came out and said that to me. Yeah. We had just met and he was willing to say, yes, it happens all the time and people don't really know about it. So that moment I knew that the platform that I had chosen to speak out on was important and that the work needed to be done. Wow. And how did you become confident to be able to share? Um, I know you said it wasn't physically, but gosh, emotionally, verbally, all of that is hard. And so how were you okay with you know, saying, hey, this happened to me. I was a victim of this. So I saw it happening to not only myself, but to my friends. And it was at a point where I was like, somebody needs to do something about this because this isn't okay. I mean, I have very traditional values and I think that a woman deserves to be treated with respect. I don't think that that's something that's too much to ask for. And I think that especially the more that we're involved in, you know, social media and things like that, our values have been distorted, sadly. And I don't think that young women, especially, you know, high school and college age women are confident enough to stand up for themselves and demand the, the respect that they deserve. So when I saw that happening to other people, not just myself, I was like, somebody needs to come out and say, you know, this happened to me. It's happening to you guys too. And we need to take a stand and put an end to it because Nobody deserves to be 
made felt like they're anything less than what they're capable of being. So if I could give advice to a high school girl or a college girl even who is experiencing this, I would just want to tell her, you know, you have so much ahead of you in your future. You have all of this potential. Don't let anyone tell you that you are anything less than capable of what you're capable of becoming. But Miss Samantha, I love him. Yes. He tells me he loves me. Yes. And my response to that is if he's making you feel bad about yourself, if he's not supportive of your goals and dreams, if he is any sort of negativity or abusive even in any way, verbal, emotional, physical, sexual, any like that, he doesn't truly love you. And that's something that a lot of girls struggle with grasping. I know it's very hard, but you you have to take a step back from the situation and really look at long-term for the future. Where do you want to go with your personal goals? And I think that's something that's super important as well. I think young women need to have their own set of goals outside of the relationship. So if they're focused on their career, or if they're focused on personal goals, even that they've said, yeah. if they want to compete in a pageant, maybe that's their personal goal, yes. then they need to set their sights on that and work on developing themselves before they enter into a relationship with another person. And I think too, you said something key, when they have other things to focus and take their attention to, you know, that boy is minimized so much more, right? Yes. And and their little brains don't mature, especially men. Yeah. <laughs> men. I have a man. Uh, but until way into the 20s, you mm-hmm. know, um, I don't know yeah. the medical, you know, age, but I do know. And so they can't make wise choices and wise decisions. So it's best, you know, to just learn to have a friendship. Mm-hmm. Learn that, learn that boundary. And that's what um, my husband and I teach our girls. You know, I have five girls and I would love to say how perfect they are, but they came from Latrice Kabuya. And, um, and, but what I do know is that I am teaching them about the healthy, you know, relationships and not to rush it, but you're right. The social media, the way the TV makes these relations look so good and they're not. And here's the thing about media. Let's be honest. We put on there what we just want everybody to see. Oh, absolutely. It's a highlight reel. 100%. Nobody is going to get on social media and put their lowest days or when they're not feeling the best or when they're fighting in their relationship. Yes. They're going to post the things that people are going to comment a couple goals on, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so, cause you don't see me ever posting anything negative about Olivier and me, you know, and not that, I mean, we have an amazing relationship, but still, you know, when he's on that last nerve, that one last nerve, um, you don't ever see that, right? You just see marriage goals and, you know, and all that good stuff. And so, I think social media definitely has done a disservice in that arena for our youth. I so think I just, so too. Yes. Now this, that was heavy. That was way heavy, but <laughs> I want to talk to you about your look. Um, and I want to talk about your beauty because, you know, when people look at you, do they prejudge you? Do they already have what they, you know, the way that they think you should be or, you know, and how do you handle that? Because, you know, for me, it's all about confidence. It's all about self-awareness and self-esteem and loving yourself from the inside out and being whole on the inside. And so I look at you and you're, you're very beautiful, you know, not just beautiful, but you are just gorgeous. And so how have you taking your beauty and used it in a positive way because we think beauty is always positive but it isn't all the time because I'm sure you're prejudged and and sometimes you're maybe not treated right because oh we assume that you're this or you're that so talk to me about that journey of beauty yeah so I think definitely beauty is more than skin deep and I understand what you're saying by the prejudgment Um, especially when somebody finds out that I compete in pageants. There's definitely prejudgment that comes along with that. I'm also 5'10", so 
I am pretty tall. So when I walk into a room, it is kind of like, who's that tall girl wearing all the makeup? Because I like makeup. I do wear a lot of it on the day to day. I mean, there are some days, of course, where I don't wear any makeup, but I do love beauty. Like you're saying, I love makeup. I love hair and everything like that. It's something that I find fun and enjoyable. So I definitely think that there are judgments that come along with that. Before I majored in journalism and political science, I was actually studying meteorology. So I went through all of the calculus and physics classes. And I'm sure you can imagine I was the only, one of the only girls that yes. were within any of those classes. And so I think that there was definitely prejudgment that came along with that. But I think that it's just moving past that. And even now the major that I'm in currently, you know, journalism and political science, yeah. there's more females in it, but it's still moving past that surface level and showing that, yes, I can answer these questions. I can report over this heavy topic just as easily as anybody else and just as confidently as anybody else. And I think that it's proving yourself and your abilities past the surface level that really shines through. And that's what's going to get you far in life. If there's anything that I've learned, looks are only going to take you so far. You have to have that skill you have to have that talent and that confidence that will push you past the others in the end. Because if you're not willing to work hard, then your outward appearance is only, it's only going to take you to a certain level. You have to put in the hard work and the dedication to bettering your mind and serving others in the end. Love it. Yes. That was good, girl. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you know, as much as that was good, now I'm going to put you in the hot seat. Perfect. So we like hot tea. Hot tea is good. So the hot tea is on you. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to dig a little deeper. You know, as girls, we have to talk and ask questions. And, you know, and so so let's just get some more insight with you, Samantha. Um, So do you have a boyfriend? I do not have a boyfriend and we talked last night. I'll go into this a little bit. I have not dated anyone and I haven't been in a serious relationship since probably I would say seven years. And okay, stop, hold it, hold it, stop. Do you hear her listening audience, people who are watching? She said seven years, seven. Tell us why. Because you know, people are like, is she crazy? What, what's the problem? What is happening? Seven years. Tell yeah. me. Six or seven years. Absolutely. So that's not to say that I haven't went on dates, that I haven't given people chances. And I think that just entering that serious relationship for me, if I, when I enter another serious relationship, it's going to be somebody that I see a future with. Uh, that unhealthy relationship that I was in taught me a lot. And it taught me a lot about what I am going to look for in a boyfriend or and even a future husband. And I'm learning that, or I have learned that dating is to marry, in my opinion. I think that when you date somebody, you see the qualities that you see in a husband. And I learned from that unhealthy relationship, red flags that I look for and that I see. And if I don't see a future with that person, I don't see any sense in wasting my time or theirs. And I've also just been so focused on, you know, school and pageants and my own personal goals, like we said earlier. I think that personal development is so important at this age, especially, you know, I'm 22. So personal development for me right now is the number one thing. And if there's someone that comes along and is in line with my goals and we're on the same path and he has similar faith and values as I do, then absolutely I would pursue that. But so far I have not met that special person, but I know, I know that he's out there and I know that there's a plan for sure. But yeah, I, I learned a lot from that relationship and I'm really thankful that I did at such a young age because it hasn't, it's led me to not want to pursue any relationship that was toxic. That is so amazing. First of all, you're 22. So, you know, I immediately went into, this is my daughter. One. Okay. <laughs> and, but you're so mature for a 22. Oh, like, I mean, I knew you were young, obviously, but just because, you know, you're in school and everything, but I had no clue you were only 22. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. I love the fact that you have gotten over the hump of needing a man. And that 
you're, you're, you are real clear about when you find someone, it's not just dating. It is because I see a future with you. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And that's what we miss out a lot of times as women, grown women, you know, oh, he's cute. Oh, he got good hair. Um, we will have cute babies. Let, you know, he has potential. Potential sometimes never manifests. So you mm-hmm. never date or marry potential because you will be heartbroken and upset as a woman, Absolutely. right? You date, you marry someone who has vision, who has purpose, who knows who they are. And so when your visions collide, yeah. it's going to just make it just so powerful and amazing to impact the world. And I don't think as women, we do that because we're fixers. We're going to fix it. So, okay, he has this potential and he's good here, right? So, oh, I can work with that and I can get him to stop lying. I can get him to stop cheating, you know, because he re- he's a hard worker. He brings home his check, you know, all those things. And that's so ridiculous, but we do it every day. Grown women, two and three times, you know, they've been married and still doing the same thing or he's cute, yeah. And going back to what you said earlier about, you know, looks and surface level, yeah. I think that you have to move past that. You have to see ambition. You have to see faith. You have to see similar morals and values and that truly emotional connection in order for the relationship to work. And I think that it's far too often that we settle for something that's less than what we know we deserve. And again, if I were to give any advice to a woman my age, even never settle for anything less than you know you deserve. If there is not absolutely everything there that you see in your future husband, then don't settle because I promise the right guy is out there to where you won't feel like you have to settle at all. And you'll know instantly. So then you said, don't settle. So do you think, because see, I've been out of the game for a long time, right? So do you think settling is when people do, what is it? online dating because when I hear about that I'm just like mortified like what what because you know I I don't know that you know because when I was single you were still calling we weren't even texting (laughs) we were still calling yeah he would pick you up you know you go somewhere you know in the daytime not nighttime you know so what what is your opinion and again Folks, listen up. This is just our insight. You don't have to agree, but this is our opinion. What do you, because I'm going to give you my insight on it. What's your insight on online dating? So I, like I said, have very traditional values and I appreciate a phone call. And when the guy comes to pick me up and dates during the day, I actually, my rule is I will not go on a first date that is not lunch or brunch or before dark. That's just my rule. And I will be home before dark and that's how it goes. But as far as online dating goes, I've never used an online dating platform personally. I do have friends who have used them. And I think it depends on how you use the online dating app. I think that millennials and my generation and even those that follow mine, that's honestly the way things are going. And personally, to me, it's sad. I think that technology, yes, I love social media. Yes, I'm on Instagram all the time with my blog and everything like that for work. But I think that we're losing that interpersonal connection and that communication factor. And I mean, there's such a different level of connection when you're communicating with someone face to face, as opposed to through text message or even a phone call, you can't get that third sense of their body language and their facial expressions and just being there in person with them is so different. And I think that the generations that are connecting on online dating apps and even just text messages are missing out on so much of that relationship. And you can't truly get to know someone on the internet. So, I mean, I think that the initial connection maybe for a dating app could work if it just connects you with that person, then you meet them in actual person. Yeah. But I've never personally done it. And I don't think that I ever will use that but that's just my personal opinion yeah and I get it and so I'm telling you people it's okay it's okay girls we're we're just talking this and this is my opinion um you know traditional as well and I I'm just scared I would just be scared 
horrified. Yes. You know, because now they have the thing called the fish. What is it? Fish? I think I've heard of that. It's, it's like starts with P-H-I-S. Yes. And it's not really. It's like it's me. But then I show you. I show oh, you catfishing. 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 Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm just like, I would be mortified. And I've heard too many stories of my friends going through that. Yeah. And so I just believe that, man, I can still find him at a museum, at a grocery store. I tell um, some of my mentees that if I wanted to date, and I'm married, if I wanted to date, I could date because I still can go to Costco and I get people stopping me talking about, hey, how are you? You know, are you married? Uh, yeah, well, I don't have it on now. <laughs> really? But what I'm saying is, I think it also is the vibe that you get, right? Yeah. Because I literally, you know, um, definitely, I mean, nothing would ever happen to my sweetie. But, you know, if I had to go into the dating or, or dating arena, I, I would just have to be old fashioned about it. I, mm -hmm. I just, but I think it comes back to your morals, your standards. And this is what I believe what's best for me. It may not be best for you, but just, this is what I would do. So that, that definitely would be my insight. So, okay. So let's get some more hot tea on you, Samantha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, who's your celebrity crush? Oh, okay. So my celebrity crush has been the same since probably the year like 2007. Zac Efron from high, ever since High School Musical. <laughs> I have just, I've just loved Zac Efron. So I absolutely, oh all of his movies and I mean now still my celebrity. I love it. How so. funny. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That. Same, same one. <laughs> that is so good. Um, who is my celebrity crush? You know what, when I tell you this, it's going to sound really crazy because it's not anything to do with looks. Because at this age, at 46, it's so much more deeper, right? I mean, even at your age, obviously, but I'm just saying when you've been through, you know, um, 16 years of marriage, and but prior to that, I was married for 10 years. And so you understand what's important. So this guy is not cute, so don't judge me. But um, Steve Harvey. Ah! Steve Harvey. Oh my gosh, I love it. Because of his wisdom. On he has such a good personality too. He, I mean, he totally has jacked up enough relationships to be, you know, an expert now. And <laughs> I think, you know, at his age, I think he's 60 something, um, you know, just the wisdom that he gives and every now and then I get to um, listen to his show and just the insight that he gives on relationship. It's like, yes, that's that old school loving, taking care of your woman, treating her right with honor and respect, you know, and that's what I'm just used to. My parents have been married for, gosh, almost 60 years, you know, and so that's all I know. So that's why I'm, you know, I would be drawn to him, not, not looks. I mean, he's, he's decent, but you know, it's more of the whole personality. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let me ask you one last thing. So with the pageant, um, in your hot tea seat, what was one petty thing that you did while you were in one of these pageants? Petty thing. Yes. I'm petty. I got a little petty, little honoring little like maybe someone says some something crazy and maybe you clap back or you know something of that nature something. oh my gosh so I've done quite a few pageants so nothing initially sticks out in my mind as far as recently okay I will say there's just a lot that goes on before the pageant even happens on social media you know people post somebody posts about this and then next day somebody goes and posts about the same thing and so there's a lot of competition that okay. goes on before the pageant even starts yeah and personally I have just decided I have to remove myself from that because initially I was like oh I have to keep up with all these other okay. title holders and I have to go do this event and I have to post about this and okay. in the end you just have to disconnect and take yourself off so I would say, I looking back on that, that was a little petty for me to think that I have to 
continue to post and keep up on social media before the competitions even started because reality, you know, that doesn't that doesn't have anything. Right. Samantha, you're not petty. <laughs> you're not petty. Petty, petty it after after this interview, I'll I'll teach you petty. <laughs> a little petty. We all got a little petty. You yours is just dormant. And that's a good thing. That's because I go to Pettyville every now and then. You know, I have a house in Pettyville. I don't visit it all the time, but every now and then I have to drive into Pettyville. Gotta do gotta faster it. Right. I have a couple of girlfriends that are, you know, that live on the same block as me, and I'll say, Hey, you ready? And they'll say, Sure, and we'll go, but we'll come right back. We don't stay overnight. We don't stay overnight. Love it. <laughs> so, okay, I'm gonna put you in the hot seat. I'm gonna say either a word or a name. And you tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. No explanation. I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. <laughs> Cardi B. Wait, what'd you say? Cardi B. Cardi B. I like it. Me Too movement. Hmm. Award shows. Family. Mom and dad. Best friend. Oh, kindergarten. Nike. Ooh, that's a tough one. Sports, basketball. Colin Kaepernick. Football. You're so good. You're safe. Friendship. Friendship. Oh, gosh, friendship. I, I think of my best friend from kindergarten. Okay. Bill Cosby. Me Too Movement. Bay. Bay? Like uh, boyfriend? Yes. Boyfriend. Um couples probably just walking around on campus holding hands what the image that pops into my mind love family success career purpose career career value honestly career was the first thing that came into my mind awesome and I don't know if that's a good answer but that's yeah. what popped in no, that's good. That you are so good. I can't have raised you. <laughs> okay, the last part of well, one of the last parts of um, my show is beauty because you know that's my background. I've been in it for twenty plus years. I know you love beauty, and uh, we're going to do it a little different. We're not going to talk about a type of beauty or makeup or anything. We're going to talk about the pageant again. Yeah. Um, Nia Franklin um, actually just got the title of Miss America and I'm just like wow what was your thoughts and did you watch it? So I actually watched the second half of the Miss America competition this was the first year that I didn't watch all of it Okay. and I think that I had lost interest honestly because they had gotten rid of the swimsuit competition. I was interested to watch the end because I wanted to see the onstage questions and they even did those a little bit differently. These were more personal. The contestants went and stood very close to the judges. And the questions weren't as politically charged this year as they have been in years past is one thing that I really noticed. Okay. But the winner... Is that good or bad? Do I what? Is that good or bad? I thought it... I think it's good for the position of Miss America. Because okay. in the end, you have to think, you know, what does answering this question about... Donald Trump or immigration reform have to do with you serving as Miss America and connecting with the public and these kids that you're going to be going to Children's Miracle Network hospitals yeah. and speaking with, you know, in the end, those political questions aren't really relevant. Yeah. However, I think that those political questions are more difficult and they take a lot more preparation. So to remove that from the competition, I do think takes an aspect of it out that used to be. Um, but the winner, Miss New York, she was asked, what has being the New York title holder done to prepare you to be Miss America, I believe was the question. Mm -hmm. And I thought she gave a very good answer. Um, I think that she carried herself very well. Her talent was impeccable. And I honestly, I agreed with the winner. I think that okay. just the way the Miss America organization has changed the competition I thought it was very interesting and it'll be interesting to see how they go forward from here because I know viewership was down quite a bit. Okay. Okay. So do you think it was boring? See, I only watched the second half and I wasn't honestly, 
I wasn't as engaged as I have been in years prior. I will say I was more interested in seeing what they were going to do because it was so controversial. That's really what drew me into watch. The Miss America organization, I have not had near as much involvement with as I have with the Miss Universe organization. So I did compete for a Miss America title um, two years ago in 2016. I competed for Miss Missouri and I made the top 10 but that organization is so much different than the Miss Universe organization, which is what I have my title of Miss Missouri Teen USA through. So the Miss Universe organization is definitely more for me, but I did learn a lot from the Miss America organization. Okay. And I will say that they're just two completely different organizations. Are they really? Yes. Wow. Yeah. The competition no is a lot Just the competition itself? Yeah, so just the even the categories. I mean, now Miss America doesn't have swimsuit, but they have talent evening gown, interview, and on stage question. And then the Miss Universe organization has interview, swimsuit, evening gown, and on stage question. So okay. the Miss America organization has talent, Miss Universe organization has swimsuit. Now that's mainly the two differences. But the Miss America interview is a 10-minute panel, at least at the state of Missouri, it's the 10-minute panel in front of judges and the questions are the ones that I got were very politically charged and yeah. more geared towards that area. And then the yeah. Miss Universe organization in the state of Missouri interviews are three minutes, one-on-one conversations with each judge. And they're really asking about, you know, yourself and your goals and what cause you would advocate for as a title holder. Okay. Wow. So now with, with being in the top 10 and Miss Teen USA, so those are your titles forever. Wow. Can I borrow one of them titles? <laughs> we don't have to tell nobody. <laughs> Just one. Wow. That's amazing. It's been a great experience. And honestly, pageants have molded me into the person that I have become. They've set my career path. They've helped me realize the things that I'm passionate about. And they've developed skills that I've been able to use in interviews. When I was applying for internships, I had to go through several interviews and they were not as hard as they could have been because I had had all this interview training for pageants and I've just really seen especially the work that I was able to do as Miss Missouri Teen USA I've seen that pay off throughout my college years as far as obtaining positions you know hosting a cooking show or internships anything like that really the public speaking and the interview skills and helping me narrow down what I want to do for my career I can attribute all that to pageants. Wow. So we've gotten a whole new insight on pageants. Yes, I hope so. Yeah. They get a bad rep, but they really, they're a good thing. They're very positive for young women. Wow. Well, you know, we only have a few minutes left. And so I want to go over um, all your social media so people can find you. So let's say it again. So it's at Samantha Bowers and you're on Facebook, Graham, Twitter, um, yeah. and then you have thefitbrunette.com. You have yeah. um, blogs. You're always, you know, posting something amazing, great, impactful. And so definitely, what else is going on with you? You're graduating in May, which is awesome. Congrats. Thank you. Anything else that we need to know? Thank you. At the moment, I am just focusing on school and becoming the best journalist that I can become, you know, taking on as many projects that I can to better myself and prepare myself to start applying for those jobs in New York City in the spring. So... Yes. You're going to be a New Yorker. Are you going to have a little accent? You're going to have a little accent? Hopefully, maybe I'll develop one. Maybe. They told me I had an accent that was like Southern whenever I was up there. So maybe I'll lose my Missouri accent. And then when I come back to Kansas City, people are like, you sound like a New Yorker. (laughs) That is so funny. Well, my husband's from the Congo. And so he has this French accent. And he's been here 20 some years and he's, it's not, it's not gone. It's not going away. (laughs) It's still strong and very thick. But um, the last thing I I just want to get just a recap of everything as far as just the insight that we talked about, because we hit so many different topics and some topics were a little heavy, you know, and I know for me, Um, I'm amazed. You definitely gave me a lot of insight into a world of um, this pageantry, you know, um, and just that at such a young age, the wisdom that you have and the grace that you have is just so 
it's just a wow factor. So tell me if I could give you just a minute to talk to not just our young girls, but just women in general, you know, because a lot of times we always want to talk to the young girls and that is needed. But those grown women are little girls just in a grown up body. They're Mm -hmm. still hurting. They're still broken. There's still things that they don't know. There's still tools that they need that they haven't received. So whatever's on your heart, I don't care from A to Z, what would you give? What advice, what insight would you give? That is so true. You know, we all struggle with something. And I would say if you are struggling with something right now, I can almost promise you that you're not the only one going through it right now. You're not the only one that has been through it in the past and you're not the only one that's going to go through it in the future. So you have that community of women supporting you and cheering you on the whole way. I think if I could speak to all women, I would want to say beauty is more than skin deep. I think we live in a society that is getting better about it, but has placed such an emphasis on what women should look like, what they should do, how they should act. And I think that in the end, looking at internally and focusing on developing your mind, sharing your ideas, not being afraid to speak up, speak out and speak loud about the things that you are passionate about, that you believe in and that you know is a good idea is crucial. I think that in a society that it's an exciting time to be a woman, you know, we have the potential to be a Supreme Court justice, an astronaut, a lawyer, a doctor, even president of the United States, whatever we set our minds to. We have that ability in the United States, and that's something that they don't always have in other countries. Women don't have those rights. So I think that being passionate about the things that you care about, your career, the things that you want to do with your life, in the end, that's what matters. And just knowing that you have so much potential, you are worth more than anything you could possibly imagine. The creator of the universe loves you and has a plan set out for your life strategically. The challenges and the obstacles that you face are set in stone for a reason. They're developing you and molding you into the person that you are meant to become. So don't ever let anyone make you feel like you are not enough or tell you that you can't accomplish something because I promise you, if you set your mind to it, in the end, you can. Wow. Wow. You can drop the mic on that. <laughs> drop <one>. mic. <laughs> you know, I mean, I really don't even need to do my insight. <laughs> but because it is insights with Latrice, let me go ahead and throw the ad. And I'm just going to piggyback on you um, that um, every woman, every girl, um, you have the power. It's already in you. You don't have to go looking for it in a man or in um, an opportunity. It is in you. Let it come out of you. You are born to be great. Purpose is who you are. Now you just have to operate in it. You have to first believe in yourself because if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. And we got such great wisdom from Samantha. Um, Loving yourself, you know, it's beauty is just only skin deep. It's so much deeper. To be the best version of you is first starting from within, loving yourself from the inside out. And that's where your power comes from. And so if you're struggling, it's okay. Keep working at it. Keep loving yourself. Keep affirming yourself because you don't need a man to affirm you or a promotion to affirm you. Affirm yourself by knowing that you're you're a value and you're a gift from God. And that as long as you continue to seek the face of God for your purpose, he will direct your path and be encouraged and know that you count. And we need you on this earth to impact people's lives, to reach and touch people's lives with your gift. Your gift is here to serve the people and you count. And that is my insight, Samantha. I thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to know you to a whole nother level. I wish you nothing but blessings and success. Your future is bright, young lady. And Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see all that God is going to do in your life and through your life, how you're going to serve so many people and so many um, types of girls um, that are going to you know, say, hey, because I met Miss Samantha, my life has changed. Because I met Miss Samantha, I do this now. I'm successful. I was doing this, but now I do that. And it's going to be because of who you are and your heart. 
You're not just a pretty face. You're so much more. You are the best version of you. And I thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. It's what we do, girl. Yes, absolutely. With Latrice. Make sure you follow me on social media. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.